crying when Optimus Prime died. Or the days when every series had a ham-fisted anti-drug episode. Or when you wrote fan fiction about how the Animaniacs were so hot in that water tower, so they took off all their clothes and they started... No! No. Different podcast. This one is Knowing is Half the Podcast, a show devoted to the best and worst animated memories of your childhood. Every week we recap a cartoon from the past to see if they're as good as you remember. They're not. What are you talking about? They're great! You're both wrong. None of them get good until they're in a water tower. No! And Knowing is Half the Podcast. Can I get y'all anything else? Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. I hope you saved room for dessert. I'm almost full. Almost. Who doesn't love dessert? You have earned this. Breakfast. Homemade pecan pie. I love whatever happened to angel food cake. Any type of rhubarb pie. Rhubarb strawberry. Rhubarb peach. That's sour and sweet together. It's hard to beat. Who saved room for dessert? It's dessert breakfast. I'll get that right to you. You guys also have another newer podcast called A Date with the Bake, where you recap episodes of, I still like to call it the Great British Bake Off. It's ridiculous that they can't we use call Bake it, Off. We call it Bake Off. Yeah, it's yeah, ridiculous. 100% it's, bake it's the Bake Off. Yeah. I know that there's a trademark on it in the United States, but that's ridiculous to me. Um, anyway, <laughs> why did you decide to start this podcast? Because we love it. <laughs> yeah. This is a passion. This is a pure... Kimberly and I are huge Bake Off fans. So, well, this you know, me too. Um, are, d- let me ask you this. Are there similarities between the two shows? Oh. Oh, it's deep. Hmm. Uh, the music plays a big part for me in Bake Off is because everything's going along nice. Like, I like to, it's like my self-soothing show that I would watch, but I would try to fall asleep to it. But then every 10 minutes at the, towards the end of each challenge, when they're scrambling and they're counting the number of cookies and they realize they're a cookie short or their icing falls on the floor, then the music gets really, really intense. And that's sort of how the Dateline music is the whole time. Yeah. I've just dug a little bit into the current season where they're all kind of quarantined. Yes. Um, I'm only a couple episodes in, so I, I can't speak to the whole season. It's only aired it's a only, couple episodes. Yeah, there's oh, okay, only got been you. three. Yeah. I, I am missing a little bit of the uh, female comedy because there's so many. It's both guys. It's Noel and the guy from, yeah. uh, I can't remember yeah. what the show is. Uh, he's well, just a we Red miss Rebel. Mel and Sue. Like, Mel and Sue are who we wish we could be. They were on the first few seasons. Love Mel and too. Yeah. Just worship them. And then Noel perfect. came along and Noel and Sandy, and they were good. But now it's Noel and Matt. Yeah. I we haven't just well, Katie loves Matt. I do. I'm a Matt Lucas fan, but I am also thinking that if they're going to keep switching hosts, then maybe this is something they should do every year and bring in some of the more famous comedy duos from Britain and bring them into the show and just have sort of maybe new blood if they I don't know I don't know if Matt's the forever fit is what I'm trying to say yeah and I like Noel but I don't know that he's not starting to repeat himself a little bit I don't know oh Um, I find that he is taking a step back this year and letting Matt be the quirky one and he's sort of playing the straight man and that's mm -hmm. not sort of usual for him because with Sandy he got to be the wacky one and I don't know if he's enjoying it as much he's doing it very graciously I have to say but I, can, I see what you're saying. It does feel a tiny bit stale. The, yeah. does I it, agree with you. Does it bug you? It bugs me a little bit that they're all so supportive of each other. Because <laughs> I, I, I could use a couple like, 
I don't know, one or two super competitive people or like or like a Gordon Ramsay or Joe Bastianich or, you know, somebody <laughs> as a judge that's a little bit meaner or even mm. like uh, maybe like a final showdown with, between the bottom two because it feels a little abrupt when they're like, oh, 20 of you just baked in, you're the one that's out. We don't have like, oh, it's between these two and they get a final chance to save themselves, you know? Oh, I see what you're saying. But I think that's why the show works, honestly. I think it's that point exactly, is that there isn't any other baking competition show anywhere that I can think of that has the kind of heart that Bake Off has. Bake Off like keeps it like that on purpose, where you're just getting to know these bakers as people. It's much more, I feel like, a people study than them actually competing. You know what I'm saying? We're getting to know their lives. I don't know. It's refreshing to me because what you have in American competition shows is you have people saying, I'm not here to make friends. Mm -hmm. And you have a woman taking off her prosthetic leg and throwing it across the table. (laughs) And on this British competition show, you have, oh, your piping bag is clogged. Here, darling, use mine. So it is very different. I find it refreshing. Yeah. Are, but are you not cynical sometimes when like somebody accidentally leaves the fridge open yes. that they're well, sabotaging we had, them? We had a catastrophe this season already in episode one and mm-hmm. the person that it happened to, we did not feel handled it as graciously as Bake Off would like you to or has trained us to expect someone to respond to. Yeah. They responded not like an American would, because an American would um, slap the person across the face who dropped right. their their right. desserts on the floor um, and get kicked off for physical violence. But this person kind of half smiled, but the smile didn't go up to his eyes, and he walked away. And the person who dropped the dessert was crying, and the person who it happened to did not go over and give her a consolation hug. And we felt like that was... Case Gendlo, we were very upset about it because for this show, it sets you up to think I thought he was going to come over and they were going to cry together and it was going to be a beautiful moment. Interesting. Nope. I I totally got that. I mean, that's tough, man, because he. So now we hate this person. Just do you really? Uh, Yes. We have um, irrational hate for them. Well, I'm I'm actually on the fence as of a few days ago because I had something bluntly pointed out to me that I can't tell Kimberly yet because we haven't recorded and I'm going to surprise her with it on air. Oh my gosh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but um, it was still, because Bake Off is so sickeningly sweet, it was surprising to see someone with a reaction of pretty much anger. He, you could tell he was mad and normally in Bake Off, that would not Ha- the, the other you know it's it's rare that that happens so for it to happen episode one it didn't bode well for that baker but i again i have some information that might interesting explain it so i might be eating my words later along with some cake that's but... why i jumped in that's why i jumped in i'm trying to stop you <laughs> so i won't say that i felt like he might wind up on dateline at some point Just, in his life don't say that yeah wow well i I I don't know. I guess you you heard what I just said. Yeah. I found it a little bit soothing that I was like, oh, okay, I can tell he's a little bit angry at least, you know? Like 
I don't know. Yeah, I feel like, like they're sometimes... not happy robots. You mean right? But, like they're not yeah, happy robots where saying. they have to say like. I mean that like. I, yeah, man, that I understand. Would, that would drive me crazy if that happened. I mean, if I was the guy in the previous season when somebody made all my ice cream melt. Uh, uh-huh. Oh, oh he boy. Was, yeah. Well, he handled it very poorly. And yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, that was that was rough. Um, we still love him, but he but, handled it not great. Also, yeah. let me just say, I adore Top Chef, and I adore sure. Gordon Ramsay. I have so much fun watching Gordon Ramsay, like specifically Kitchen Nightmares, and specifically the Kitchen Nightmares when he's in the UK. If you haven't seen those episodes, they are gems when he's doing, because he does Kitchen Nightmares in the US, but it's yeah. nothing like the UK ones. They are incredible. I think they might be on YouTube, but it's really mm. fun. So I like that yeah. stuff too. It's just not what I come to Bake Off for. Right. I, yeah, I, you're get, right. I get that from those shows and something else from Bake Off. You're right that it's a different brand. You're right. You're, yeah, you're totally correct about that. Yeah. Speaking of Kitchen Nightmares, uh, <laughs> I was, you know, I'm recognized, I've been on a bunch of TV shows. I'm recognized more from the one episode of Kitchen Nightmares where I happen to be at the at the before night of Kitchen Nightmares than any TV show, which is so weird. What, what, but what? Explain. It was, okay, it was a place, it was a Italian place called Capri Italian. I know it. And it had the, the one two, in, in Hollywood, right? Or not it's Hollywood, a, uh, Silver Lake, right? Silver Lake, which is... Eaglewood, Eagle Rock uh, or whatever. Yeah, Eagle Rock. And it had the two twin the guys. Twins. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I know. Oh, I know the I was, episode. I was there that night, and there was a lot of crying happening. I got to say, were there one of the, when when he was there to like test the food the first yes, night. Yes, the first <gasps> night because how you how were you there? How how um, somebody just said, "Hey, they're doing kitchen nightmares. You guys want to go eat at this restaurant?" And we had to pay for our meal. We didn't get a free meal. We had to pay for this really bad meal. So, oh, that's um, crap. and that it stinks. was bad. But there's nothing like. I mean, I, I've run with the bulls. I don't think there's anything like the the, the joy I felt when uh, Gordon Ramsay's standing six feet behind you and he goes, you kill someone with that chicken. You take yeah. it off the menu or I'm out of here. You know what I mean? <gasps> like, And then you're like, oh, this is living right now. Was it real? Was it, <laughs> it was like real. pretty real? It was real. Now, I'll tell you something interesting about that show. Yeah. Uh, you'll see all the restaurant staff walking around. The producers on that show dress as the wait staff so that you can't tell who the producers are. Oh, that's clever. Yeah, it's very smart. Oh, that's but, really so they do want honest reactions. They're not staging it as much as others. Some of those yeah, other they're not, shows. Yeah, it's not really it. that it wasn't that staged at all. Um That's but, fascinating. But they do have, you know, the the producers walking around with like the the same outfits as the wait staff so that you can't be like, "Oh, there's producers just walking around." <laughs> Yeah. That's smart. That's okay, that's smart. Uh, how tall is Gordon Ramsay? Sorry, I have to oh, ask. Oh boy, I don't. You know what? I was sitting down and he was standing up, so I I don't know. I don't think he's super tall though. Does he have a giant head? That's kind of a big head. I've noticed that with sometimes with celebrities that they have like larger heads than your average bear. Do you ever like, watch uh, larger head? Right. Do you ever watch? Uh, they they mentioned on the show Entourage. Uh, the guy's like, you know, the the bigger the head, the bigger the star. Vince, you know. Like, oh really? A, oh, yeah. I have never seen Entourage. Yeah, that's oh, a yeah. thing. Yeah, turtle. Are you serious? Sit at all time. I thought that was my thing. That's not no, my it's, thing. It's a oh. pretty well known thing, I think. Great. <laughs> So never mind. Please excuse my completely no, unoriginal observation. It. Yeah, you I just, came up with it on your own and yeah. didn't hear it from society, and that's impressive. That's more impressive that you did it on your own, and then it just happened to be a thing that 
you know, everyone else knows. Now, I've you're right. <laughs> I should I should get cake for that. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna go get cake for myself. Well, like Courtney Love, I want to be the girl with the most cake. I think that's the thing that we yeah. can all aspire to do. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> absolutely. And aspire to be Courtney Love. We should so all try to be Courtney Love. Oh yeah. gosh, yeah. Courtney Love. I I saw her once live on a show and. I want I want you to respond to this story because this is insane to me. Um, she was with her band Hole, and uh-huh. you know, of course, there's this obnoxious guy in the crowd going, "Courtney, it's my birthday. Let me give it. Let me oh, uh, give you a birthday kiss. Give me a birthday kiss." And she, and Courtney Love, goes, "You want a birthday kiss? Yeah, yeah come up on stage." Uh, <laughs> so the guy mm-hmm. this is at a huge venue. The guy climbs up on the stage. As soon as he gets on the stage, he just gets beat down by like three security guys and Courtney Love just laughs and walks away. <laughs> wow. I love it. Gives, she gives zero, like she's she's the one. Um, she's, how big is her head? <laughs> big head. Big, big head. She Courtney Love. Big head? Yeah. Okay, there we go. On Bake Off, the first week, they had to make celebrity busts of their oh. like celebrity hero. And I'm just Sweet thinking Lord. that you could make a Courtney Love cake bust and it could be as messy as possible because she's messy as possible so they would be like that's accurate that was like her look yeah oh yeah yeah you could see people made weird choices on that that was a weird challenge they did man (laughs) (laughs) uh another you know another show you guys kind of got me hooked on and just in the last two days i've watched a season and two-thirds of 90 day fiance Oh, um, that is the slippery, that's yeah. the slippery slope. You're in yeah. trouble because there's spinoffs and like, oh, oh boy. I always feel so conflicted when I'm watching this because I was born in the Philippines. And so I'm right. well aware of that culture that they're kind of alluding to sometimes. And there always seems to be a lady from the Philippines every season. And so mm-hmm. it's an interesting thing to me. But um, we there, it used to be more balanced where it was like 50 percent of the couples were actually in love. And mm-hmm. 50%, you could feel like it was for the green card. And they're leaning more towards green card because it's more sensational TV. Yeah, I'm so... <sighs> but it used to be like couples you could root for and couples that are still together now. I Yeah, I, I have to, I'm going to have to look up and see who's still together after I start finishing all these seasons. But season two, I'm so worried for that lady that's with Mohammed. Like, there's just... I think there's... Oh, Danielle? Danielle? She, has, oh. Um, she has some problems, yeah. Dan- Danielle um, is a tricky topic. I feel bad for her, man. Because if I know you she watch wants the tell-all, it's it's beyond rough what he says about her on national yeah. TV. It's, it's like hard. the worst thing you could say to someone. But she's really hard because you feel so bad for her. Trust me, I have that gene too, where like yeah. it's hard to watch. Um, but I at the same time, she goes on and on. This is not the end of her story. She's in a few other things. And at some point, you're just like, you're not thinking about this correctly. You no, are you have children. Back. Go home. Like, what? Is, stop this. Like, enough is enough. Okay. You know? So, it's, so I'm reading it, that situation correctly, I guess. Um, you they're are. both not. Correct. In the doing it for the right. Yeah. They're both wrong. Just yeah. wrong. I don't know, and I don't know why season one, for some reason, I really, I really liked Aziza, even though she, she just refused to, she just didn't do things that people told her to do. You know, you got to eat my food. No, I don't have to eat your food. You know, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I enjoyed mm-hmm. her. I thought, I felt, I don't know. I felt like she was an, a sincere person. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, no, wait, I'm, have you, have you seen Nicole and Azan yet? 
I don't think so. I think they're oh. season three and four. Season three. Okay. Because well, I just started making my dad watch all the old seasons. We'll talk again when you yeah, get to Nicole and Austin. <laughs> anyway, thank you for that recommendation. Katie and Kimberly, how do you guys feel about Halloween? Is that a big deal for either of you? And uh, let's talk about how weird it's going to be this year when there's going to be no trick-or-treating for the most part. Is that what's been decided? I think so. I think I, at, least, at least where Isn't we live. Isn't there some sort of bubble situation that they could dress up their kids as? I don't know. That's, that's, I don't know, and then sterilize the candy. That's, ex- that's expensive. To the bubble? Yeah. No, no kid's going to sit in a bubble. They, if it was like a big hamster wheel. If it was one of those bubble boys, would he have to be in two bubbles? Or mm. These are things How, I need to know. What's the bubble technology like in 2020? How are you getting the candy if you're in a bubble? What's the point? You're not you know, just going around it, to show off your bubble. Those astronaut arms... The astronaut arm comes out and then grabs the candy. Again, who? how expensive is this costume? This is, is the, are the government daisies? providing these? And they had in Pushing Daisies, really, that's a show we should all go rewatch because it had mm-hmm. some good COVID technology because they basically had to hug each other through plastic wrap. Okay. okay. And I've they had watched. those little arm things that would go f- and sh- hold each other's hands through the plastic wrap. All right, yeah. I'm writing it down. Yeah, write it down. Have you guys, I mean, put any, did you put any thought into like Halloween costumes this year? Or is that something that's just not even on the radar because the world's so crazy right now? Um, I won't be going anywhere and I don't get trick-or-treaters in my neighborhood anyways. So it's sort of a lights out, watch scary movies for me. It's more about, I feel like this year, choosing the show or the movie that you're saving for Halloween. Mm-hmm. to watch right mm-hmm. because like the one thing kimberly you saw that it's on netflix right the follow-up yeah, to I hill haven't house started it yet, and so maybe i'll save the brin manor the blind blind, blind yeah, manor whatever what it's called. called yeah um but i think it's more about that this year i don't know but we're also both childless so i think okay. halloween for us means something different although kimberly and i have had some epic halloweens in the past and if i could pretty really quickly tout Kimberly's Catherine in the Well costume from Silence of the Lambs, <laughs> which was so well done. Did you do it two years? I probably did it three years because it's a really lazy, easy costume. I but it's so good. And she had you a little- get really dirty and you carry had, a basket that has lotion in it. And she had a little adorable white dog, uh, rest in peace, named Gryffindor, who would Aww. be her companion with this costume. And it was just, it was so good. You could have won- contests you won a contest i believe for your carry costume oh yeah but that's not easy that was not pleasant all that fake blood all the blood yeah wow it's really gross well anybody... we did a joint costume one year with a friend of ours oh Didn't yeah. We? The yeah, chip we, pets. we did the chip pets that was a long time ago what what's your pets? best costume uh, you know what? I one that I wore like three different times was like <laughs> I had like a judge's robe, and I would grow like a, a little bit of a goatee, and I would uh, since my hair doesn't look like his, I would just wear this cap that I had made for like five dollars that said "Free OJ" on it, uh, and I would be like Judge Ito. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did That's that like not three bad. times. That's Actually, strong. I got placed Timeless. in his. Mm-hmm. I got placed in last time I did uh, a jury duty, which was years ago now. I got placed in his courtroom uh, and I did not get selected for the jury, but I got to hear him say, uh, uh, Juror number 838, we're going to uh, release you and <laughs> we give you our thanks. What did you say? What was the releasing comment? What had you said? No! No! Oh. 
Uh, okay. <laughs> no, I was happy because I didn't really want to do it, but but it was cool that you know he, he interacted with me. His, yeah. uh, I think he's retired now, but his courtroom used to be the only one that didn't have the judge's name on it. I think just because he was too famous, you know. Really? So yeah. But that was yeah. what he wanted, right? Didn't he kind of want to be famous? Yeah, I guess. I don't know, but I he think hasn't. He wanted to a little bit. Did yeah. he? But yeah, he hasn't followed. But I guess. My proof that maybe he didn't is he hasn't followed up with anything else, has he? Didn't he never did like a reality show? That's he could have true. done all does of those he, things. Does he ever do interviews about it, like paid interviews? Like maybe not. I've never seen maybe, it. If he does, maybe that was enough. Maybe that was his Andy Warhol. That was his fifteen minutes yeah. of fame, and he's like, "I got it. It was huge. I'm good. I'm gonna buy a boat and sail right. off in the sunset. Yeah, and then sometimes, occasionally, come wait, back." Wait, to how, when is he buying a boat with? What money is he buying the boat with? OJ money because he got paid off, right? Yeah. Uh, no. Oh, sorry. I don't know much man. about the case. So I'm I don't know. Do you think he got paid off? Is that, not, is that not what happened here? I don't think that's what happened. Can we pretend like that's what happened? Because I said it with conviction. So <laughs> let's let's pretend like that's. You haven't watched the um, Ryan I have. I, told, I totally have. I just forgot. I well, don't know. You, you, you said it with conviction, but based on what happened, you should have said it with non-conviction. Thank you. Oh, uh, no. so. <laughs> That was excellent. That was well played, sir. Thank Good you. job. Uh, <laughs> I, I get one. Once every three years, I get one of those. That was strong. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it's interesting. So you, you both don't have children. I only have fuzzy children, furry children myself, too. So Me it's going to be... No difference for myself other than, you know, uh, I won't have to take my cars out of the driveway and pretend like I'm not home. Uh, (laughs) I just can leave it like normal. I don't know. You know what they do at Starbucks is they put your drink and whatever you order on a tray and then they hold the tray out and then you pick up the drink. Hmm. I don't know what that helps because they are touching the drink now that I'm saying it out loud to put it on the tray. But you know those grabby claw things that you squeeze, you yeah. know, like what to child is going to be able to go could, with a grabby claw. They can't do. They're little. No, they're the, little the adult does it to pick up the candy and put it in the kid's basket. You know what I'm saying? With the grabby claw. You know what I'm saying? The grab, grabby I, claw. I'm just yeah, saying. It's better than the bubble. It's okay. a better. It's a better My idea. Are you trying to market progressively something? getting better. Yeah. Yeah. There. It's definitely good. I'm sorry. Did you say fuzzy babies? Do you mean cats or dogs? Both. I have both. Oh. Cats good and dogs. You. Yeah. Good for you. Non-discriminatory. I like that. <laughs> Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.